Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I answer, what am I reading this week? This week I've got Harley Quinn number 56 from DC Comics. I don't read Harley Quinn very regularly, so I don't really know all of the lore in her standalone series, of which this is probably volume 3? I remember volume 1 way back in 2000, where Rachel and Terry Dodson worked on that one. On this latest one, I'm not quite sure, I'm not quite up to date with the creative team. I know Amanda Connor's involved with it, and Frank Cho had a run of covers. I got that variant cover, the Frank Cho cover, featuring Harley Quinn on a snow sled sliding down in her classic Batman the Animated Series costume. The classic red and black Harlequin outfit. There's also a hyena like in the classic episodes. Well, Harley doesn't really dress like that anymore. She's, uh, she dresses up more like in the Suicide Squad movie style, which originated in the comics, I believe. Anyway, this is a single issue story, which again, I don't read this comic very much, so I don't know if that's par for the course. But one thing that stood out to me when buying this book is I saw the credit, Harley Quinn, 56, by Russell, Andolfo, and Prianto. Andolfo, yes, that's Mirka Andolfo, who is the guest artist of this issue. You might know her as the creator of Unnatural, the hot comic over at Image Comics. That was originally an Italian language comic, Contro Natura. Andolfo's comic is a bright, luminous, but very dark and violent furry story about, about an oppressive government, the freedom to love, and weird cults. Andolfo here is the guest artist of this issue of Harley Quinn, and I think her art suits the character very well. The art throughout the book is nicely detailed, with splashes of anime simplification. Colors are bright and beautiful, Nicely layered. Panel layout is jovial. I see several times that one panel is on top of another panel, obscuring things a little bit. There's a very tall panel, Harley Quinn standing in front of a pet shop, but she's out of the frame, out of the boundaries, out of the black bars, but she's still in the frame. That's interesting. There are a couple of Night of the Living Dead style panels with people coming in through the windows. Looks nice. Great angles on that. So art-wise, I think it works very well. Story-wise, we've got guest writer Mark Russell. This is just so kooky. It starts off with, okay, in this continuity, if you don't know, Harley Quinn is a building manager. She owns a building. She's a landlady. She has to visit the apartment of Feral Cats a legendary criminal and literal cat burglar because he has more than 30 cats living with him in his apartment. Well, Harley informs him that it's against city codes to have that many cats. She promises to find good homes for all the cats. He can keep one, but all the rest have got to go. So half the story is her trying to find good homes for all these cats. So that's how the story starts off. But then the story switches over to a biting critique of modern troll culture. Because a couple of guys go to beat up Nate Man's famous hot dog stand owner. Nate gives Harley free hot dogs here and there. This is obviously a parody of Nathan's famous hot dogs. But anyway, Nate Man, he gets beaten up by 
rival pet dealers and it starts to dawn upon us the reader that this is a critique of the of the mra bunch toxic masculinity trolls one of the current scourges of online discourse in america at the moment pretty heavy stuff it's done in a very light-hearted way nate man explains they're rival pet dealers apparently they don't like people getting their cats from women and there are various other male-dominated pet shops, including Men O Paws, where there are pets by men for men. A guy walks in asking, excuse me, do you have any chinchillas? And the toxic guy replies, chinchillas are for wussies, here's a snake. There's another such shop, Male Chauvinist Pigs, as mentioned in Penthouse Forum. And lastly, Mike's Rent an Animal, with the acronym MRA, the most direct dig at the MRA trolls. Harley isn't gonna let some infantile trolls stop her from her duty of giving away free cats, so she continues to do so when she's confronted by, by a gang of toughs. Well, it's all a facade as usual, because these three tough guys are really only tough when they're in a group. Individually, they're all whiny little boys to troll women to make themselves feel big. So then an angry mob appears, spouting catchphrases such as It's about ethics in the pet industry, and it's about preserving tradition, and men are just better at selling animals, it's science. So if that sounds familiar, it is from the toxic masculinity that is infecting online discourse, just these misguided, easily duped and malleable young men and older men that are trying to put others down to make themselves feel better. Here presented in comic book format with low stakes. But wait a minute. When the attack happens, uh, Harley just chopped off a guy's hand really violently. And she quips, amputation is the sincerest form of flattery. So I, th I thought for a moment that, I don't know, that these guys would be like uh, shadow monsters or something. But no, it's all real. So that guy did get his hand chopped off really violently. It's mostly in shadow, so you don't see it, but there is a huge blood spurt. One is climbing up the building ready to attack Mr. Katz while spouting, I actually have a lot of good arguments if you just, when one of the cats shoots him with a sniper rifle. Don't worry, as he's falling, he retorts, I only wanted an honest debate. Russell did a good job of capturing the 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 phrasing and the terminology of these trolls and the absurdity of them when they come into the real world because they can easily hide online very anonymously but in the real world these things have consequences such as your arm will get chopped off with a very big sword i think the resolution is way too quick and doesn't really follow because harley quinn explains you see eggy every angry mob has a weakness he replies, and what's that, Harley? She says, boredom. Eventually the crowd starts to disperse because they're getting tired and hungry and they leave. The last few ones are dispatched by Catwoman herself. And the leader is left as a quivering little man-child. Where'd my angry mob go? Hello, angry mob? Harley replies, I don't know, Randy, but you might want to find him before I turn you into cat food. And he runs off. 
There's maybe a little bit of subtle commentary here that I'm not getting, so you can help me out in the comments. Harley says, I like to cause a ruckus as much as anyone. What I don't understand is, why do it for such boring old ideas? Boring old is highlighted in a big blue font. Uh, what am I missing there? Boring old B-O? I don't know, you can tell me about it in the comments. I don't quite get that part. She continues, I mean, if you're going to be evil, at least make it interesting. And Catwoman replies, evil? They're not evil. Evil at least has this capacity to change. No, they're worse than evil. They're nostalgic. And thus, the trolls are dispatched. Which again, I, I don't think it, it'll be that easy to deal with them in real life. There are deeper issues at play from online radicalization, broken homes, resentment, and all that heavy stuff that you're not going to fix in a comic book. But in all, it was an enjoyable comic book. Again, I don't read Harley Quinn that often. I see, I see the covers at the comic shop and they all look pretty fun, but I picked up this one because I saw Andolfo's name on it. And I appreciate it was a one and done story because there's just so many comic books out there that go on and on and on, what with the decompression and all. So I recommend this book as a lighthearted reaction to some heavy stuff going on online and in our society in general. So this week I read Harley Quinn number 56 by DC Comics. And this has been the Weekly VM Compost Comic Book Club. I'll see you next week.